0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Bonanza. I keep getting bonanza stuff that's just blowing my mind. Okay, I'm like... Okay, So um, you know that I'm, I'm doing clinic, clinical hours and counseling at a facility. Well, once I'm done with that, I already have a job lined up. Like, they already offered me a job, okay? So they told me in January-ish, February, what I'm going to get for pay. Okay. Haven't started yet. Thank you. Okay, I'll take that. That's practically over double what I'm making now. Glory to God. Okay. Well, I just saw my, my new boss <laughs> the other day, and she came to me and was like, I'm going to actually give you this and wrote it on the card to me and gave me already like a $3 raise without me even starting. Now, who gets raises before you even start working in a job? That's Bonanza, okay? Because I'm just like... <laughs> I looked, I was like, glory to God, like bonanza time. And I'm like, I'm not going to even stop there. I'm like, well, I think you even have more. I'm not even, I'm not restricting the Holy Ghost, what he wants to do. I'm going to change my mindset. I'm not going to sit and go, I'm stuck with this fee. No, no, no. I make room for the Holy Ghost. Do you, do what you do, do what you do. So I'm telling you that the bonanza is not just for me or my family. It's for you all. He had me give that word for you all that you will start coming up and going, I got a bonanza moment. Okay, I got a bonanza moment, okay? Because I thought the Lord was tripping out too when he told me bonanza. I'm like, what? That cannot be the Lord. Listen, that religious spirit will hinder what God has for you because you're sitting here thinking the Lord can't use what he wants to use. It's another story. But I'm bringing Lulu up sweet, because I'm trying to be very, you know, watchful of your time. Luanna <laughs> said she's on the time frame. We know we have time frames, but we going to rock we this. We have time frames. I got to stay in the time frame. <laughs> She was like saying the last time my husband and I preached. When we preached preached that, yes, that's what we were talking about. She said, I loved how you guys did it. We were. My husband at that time was like this. How am I doing with time? I'm like, 10 more minutes. You know, not that you're trying to restrict the Holy Ghost, but we're trying to honor you too by saying, listen, we don't don't want you here to midnight, but if the Holy Ghost does, that's on him. Then you can't blame us. Amen. Right? And then there's a hunger and a thirst. There's a hunger. Nobody want to leave. You just want to sit in it. Cannot. Yes, and I don't stop him. I already told him he can do what he does. I'm open. We're open. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I, you know, if if, if if he does stop
1: in the middle of it, it'll be okay because he knows who he's talking to. Okay. So, hi everyone. Oh my God, it's been a while since I've been up here, but I've been very busy at Kingdom Recovery and Coffee with Christ, doing a lot of teachings and having a lot of speakers teach, which is really awesome. Bringing in other people that have been raised up in that and in those groups and hearing what they have to say about what they're learning with the holy spirit you know father god son holy spirit so i do want to share one quick well first i'm going to pray so thank you father thank you heavenly father for this time with you in communion with these women and um for your word father we come with expectation with a hope that you will penetrate those areas that are blocked or those walls that are are difficult to get through because we know the Holy Spirit can walk right through walls. So we receive you, Holy Spirit. We accept you. We are willing and able with you in our hearts. We want to receive everything you have for us to break through all those blocked walls or any kind of bondage. It got to go right now in Jesus' name. You just flood this place, Holy Spirit. And we give you permission to do so in our hearts, in our minds, and in our body. So any chaos got to go. Because I'm going to be talking about that tonight, okay? And we're just going to um, bless also the speakers because we just give ourselves to you, Lord, tonight so that you can use us, right? Okay, in Jesus' name, of course. So I'm so happy I'm out of the grave, aren't you? Yeah. Woo! Isn't it awesome to be out of the grave? I'm going to talk about um, self run riot and what it was like and what it could still be like sometimes when I forget that I'm no longer in the grave. Okay, so um, uh, so for me, uh, I, I also want to share a quick little testimony that I gave up caffeine, coffee, and let me tell you something. I gave up a lot of things in my life. I gave up drugs, alcohol, chasing money, men. I mean, all these different things. I give up caffeine, and I tell my sister-in-law, who knows me since she's 14, okay? And she's like, oh, my God, you really love God. I looked at her like, are you crazy? I gave up all that other stuff, and this is the... Because they know, like, for me, they know, first of all, how much I love coffee, and I drink coffee, and, and I didn't do it because it was a threat. I did it because my heart wanted to do something I I felt like led to do it. So it wasn't because the judge was going to get me, or because my I was losing control of my family, or it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with a heartfelt desire to put something down that wasn't really causing a problem. It wasn't taking over my life. I wasn't obsessive-compulsive about it. I just decided to do it. And let me tell you, my body fought because God wanted me to experience, and not that he did it, but because I made the choice, he allowed me to experience the power of the body, okay? The power of the body when you when your mind is right. When your mind is right. You see, I was able to speak to my body. I had more um, detox than ever doing drugs or alcohol, anything I ever put, even giving up men, okay? I didn't have what my body went through and I had to keep remind telling my body, stop it. Stop it right now. Because I felt my body respond. And that's the power of the body when the mind's not right. And I've got to that's why this self will run right is something that I feel really passionate about in my heart. So I wanna start with in Genesis when it says, you know, the the world was void and chaotic. That was me. And that's me whenever I don't have God in that area of my life. My mind is blank. It's like waves going and and storms. And and the Holy Spirit waits. And he hovers over that area and waits to speak the word over me when I allow him into that area of my heart. Right? But I have to allow him in. So, um, self, I want to talk about self-will run riot. And the solution, of course, is the Holy Spirit. And the reason why I say the solution, and it's Jesus, because without Jesus we can't have the Holy Spirit... But Holy Spirit's role is for the mental state of me, of who I am, right? So Jesus gets me out of the grave. I'm, I'm alive. My spirit's alive. I'm so happy. But now my thinking is still in the grave in a lot of areas. you know. And my body wants, I need to get my thinking to convince my body to get out of the grave. So the renewing of the mind. So, self will run riot. Self is a person, particular nature or personality. The qualities that make a person individual or unique. One's own interests or pleasures live in a time of, we live in a time of selfies, right? So, this is, it's all about self. We can get into the trap of self, you know, and because it's all around us. Even isolating, being at a table with yourself, with a bunch of people, because you're in tune with, you You know, um, what is that, Facebook. And it's everybody's story of their life, their own life, right? So, uh, so it's also self-pollinate and to self-fertilize. Isn't that interesting? And that's what I did my whole life before I allowed Jesus in my heart and God to start growing me in that area. So will is my soul. It's my emotion. It's my mind. It's my thoughts. And to will something is to, to express to communicate, to convey a thought or a feeling by my conduct. And I was a grown brat. I was a a grown-up five-year-old. Like, I want it, I want it now, 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 now. Right? So I know that wherever the condition of my will is, is going to be my behavior. So if my will is not right, my conduct is going to be off. Okay? So whenever I'm feeling agitated, irritable, discontent, fearful, there's something wrong with the will. My will's in the wrong place. It's not in God's hand. It's not in the center with the Lord, right? So what is a riot? This is interesting. A violent disturbance of the peace by a crowd, all right? There's a lot of spirits going on in here, evil demonic things causing chaos in my head. A riot, right? Um, it's it's a crowd, the expanse of salt water that covers most of the earth's surface. And that's what I'm talking about, hovering like the water. That's our our insides. Genesis is a picture of what we're like inside before God speaks into our life. Really, I was void of everything, of life. Um, Surface and surround the land masses. Be still, God says, right? So when we allow him to when we yield and are obedient and we allow the Holy Spirit, the word to speak to us, to minister to us, we can be still. That's the first thing he's going to say, basically. Yield, rest, still, so that we can be quiet enough to hear him because there's so much chatter from the enemy, so many voices, it's hard to hear his still, small voice. So as we stay still, we can hear him because the enemy doesn't want they know the prep. once things quiet down something's up you know so uh the other thing is expressing facts and ability and your uh, cap- capability Expressing behavior oh I'm sorry, I'm all right, okay, so be still so and it also means wilding. that means to raise hell, isn't that the wilds of the devil? so the wilds of the devil, all his spirits are raising hell inside of me and not only outside of me, but because'm my will is off, my conduct is off. so now I'm raising hell wherever I go and let me tell you I was, I was, a, I was that Tasmanian devil wherever I went in the family or and I wasn't it wasn't always that bad, but if I, if I was mad or angry all hell broke loose. If I was jealous or envious, all hell broke loose. If I was uh, fearful, anything, all hell broke loose inside of me. So it became manifested outside of me. All right, so uh, Wilding, the activity by a gang of youths. He said, that's the description, the gang of youths. Why? Because they're immature. Immature, right? They're not mature. It's not adults. They're not talking about adults here. They're talking about youth. So it tells me that my will, my mental state is still of a child, of a kid. I know how it is frustrating for my son when I tell him no to something. And let me tell you, I was doing that. And sometimes I could still sometimes see myself do that in certain things, you know. But I could see he wants to slam the door. He's doing this. And then I'm like, whoa, you know, at least we can have a conversation. I don't always approve the way he responds, but it's my job to teach him, right? Because we have the solution inside of us, Jesus Christ. So, a gang of youth um, and a, a violent rampage in public places attacking people at random. And that's exactly what I did. You didn't know when I walked into a room, if you looked at me cockeyed, I was like, what are you looking at? Like, you never knew. You never knew. And I grew up in a world like that. I grew up in a world where I got on a bus, and if you looked at somebody wrong, you know, it was very, or school. It was a lot of fear-based surroundings. And that's what, when we, you know, our whole life is making decisions. That's where a decision got us here, right? So our whole life, and we talked about this last night, but our decisions are influenced by our environments, our uh, traditions, our belief systems, our moral values, right? So I had to learn a new set to make better choices in my life, to make better decisions. So self-will is the quality of uh, um, of doing w- what one wants in spite of the wishes or orders of others. Self-centered, prideful. And we, I did a whole class on prideful and I'm, I would love to do it. I have it over there because I was like, mm, 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 and this is the one that I need to do. But pride is a big topic and we all need to talk about it because we all have it. And we're going to talk about it with, you know, Paul talks about sin and that self-centered sin. It's, it's a pride thing, right? So, um... Thoughts turn towards me. That's what prideful is. That's what being in pride, which is worship unto me, not to him. It's the me, 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 me. And that sounds like music. Me, 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 me. It's worship to me, 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 me. Right? So pride is the father of sin. And we need to know that. So if we're going to, who's our daddy? You know, and everything stems from pride. It's either I'm not going to get what I want or you're not going to give me what I deserve. And so I'm going to respond in that way. And it's not about me, but I didn't know that. And I did think it was, well, why was I born? I was born to be prosperous, to get what I wanted, to do what I want, to do all these things. I believed that lie. It was a lie from the pit of hell. And it kept me in darkness, okay? So, it, also pride is the I know. I know that. I knew that. I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew that already. Yeah. I read that already. See, I know is eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. See, because why would you know? How do you know unless you're eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil? That's what we're not supposed to be eating from. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to stay humble and let him teach us what we're supposed to know in a situation. Right? So pride is the father of all sin, who's your daddy, and love is the father of the righteous. Praise the Lord, right? God created only only humans, right, with free will to live as it is in heaven on earth. We're the only ones that every other, every other creation that God has made, created, right, has to go under his guidance, under his authority. They don't have a choice. Birds don't have a choice. So all of creation are God-directed. We live in a God-directed world trying to direct our own life, basically, right? And it's, it's horrible. It's horrible to try to beat God, be better than God, fight God, because he's God. But I did my whole life. So flocks of birds. I'm going to give you a little example. They fly south instinctively in, in thousands, right? We get two, three people, and there's a war going on because of free will, right? You could get birds all flocking together in, in droves of birds, cattle, right? But you get two people... And you can have a war because of free will. That's how powerful he gave us a gift of free will. It's a gift. Because if we didn't have it, then we'd be controlled. And we don't want to be controlled. And he doesn't want to control us. He wants to love us unconditionally. So all of God's creations are um, God-directed. So struggling with sin, and that was my thing. And sin sin for me was the self-centered pride ego and i'm gonna say this that in the bible it talks about sin different enemies of the of us right and one is the devil and he goes against us and then one is the flesh and that's within us and then one is the world and that's around us right so i look at it this i always look at trinities i look at trinities in my life i look at trinities in the word where father son holy spirit is where the world is where self is and where the devil is and then where my spirit soul and body is is it in line who's it attaching to who is it communing with is it the world or is it father god okay because the uh, the devil represents for me Jesus was tempted by the devil he's the man i want to i want to line up with not the devil okay uh holy spirit is my flesh he helps me deal with the things of the internal turmoil the fleshly things, the pride, the ego, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the fear, all of those emotions, right, in my will, right? And then the world is around me, and that's Father God, right? He created everything in the world, and that's the way the Bible explains it. So for me, I grasp things like that. That makes it very easy for me to walk, and I can even watch a commercial and see Trinity because I look for him everywhere. And, it's, and, and he's everywhere. So struggling with sin, and I see sin, Jesus, and that's the, the spirit man and being, the life that we have, which can cause some sickness, and that's my soul, right? The Holy Spirit, the mental state of my body, and disease, some diseases, and that's my body, my physical, and that's Father God. So I have Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father God. If I'm not one with, with him, then I'm, I'm disjointed. My body is disjointed. I'm walking a little lopsided. Something's wrong. But in Romans 7, 14, 25, I'm going to talk about what Paul says. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human. And that's prideful. A slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right. But I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate but if i know that what i am doing is wrong this shows that i agree with the law that the law is good so i am not the one doing doing wrong it is sin living in me that does it and i know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature in the old man right flesh we, the, in the sinful nature is our pride the fleshly the worldly desires i want to know i want to do what is right but I can't. But I, can. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what what is right, I inevitably, inevitably do what is wrong. That's a principle of life, okay? So we can't, like, fight it. In my natural man state, unless I get a supernatural experience with the Lord, and I allow the Holy Spirit, it needs to be a spiritual solution. Okay, my flesh can't do it. Um, is inevitably do do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. That this power makes a slave to the sin, to to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am! Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So you, so you see how, so you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sin, my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So Paul is revealing here that there is no law in the, in in. in Any commandment of God that will ever be able to discipline the sinful man, ever the fleshly desires, the nature of a man. No blessing, no reward, no curse, no punishment are big enough to persuade the natural man's body the ability to change their ways out of sin. No matter what I tried, and I tried everything I tried not drinking, I tried, I did everything. I went to mental institutions. I did all those little trips. I was on meds. I had, uh, I was sober. I, 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 I gained a family, you know, I had a family, I got an education and no matter what I tried, it was still, I was still battling anger, fear, bitter. none of that went away, none of it, right? So for me, I know this. this is totally true for me so um, the ability to change the ways of our sinful nature only in Jesus Christ and the the Holy Spirit of God can a man be changed from sinful man to to a spiritual man. And I know for myself because I have many years. Um, I entered AA in 1992, so I I have many years sober without Jesus, and I was probably I was. In a lot of areas, just as drunk, you know, then I have now many years with Jesus, and my life is dramatically, radically changed. And the only thing I changed was receiving Jesus in my heart and accept and allowing the Holy Spirit to come and being filled with the Holy Spirit. See, there's a difference. I hear lots of stories. I'm blessed, and I'm just going to go off of this for a minute. I'm so blessed because when I. I say when I got sober because that's really when I got sober. When I received Jesus, when I accepted Jesus and received the Holy Spirit, that's the way I should say it. I accepted Jesus for who he is, God, because I always just compared him to just a man, right? I accepted him, and then I received the Holy Spirit. I'm blessed because I never accepted Jesus and grieved I can't say that every once in a while I don't try to fight and do it my way. But I'm saying I was taught from the beginning. I deal with a lot of people that have more years in Christianity than I think I'll ever have on the earth, you know. But they weren't letting the Holy Spirit lead and guide them. They weren't submitting to the Holy Spirit. So they lived a life going to heaven, born again. You know, the the man is alive, but he's acting dead. He's living the dead life. I didn't have that. I went right into kingdom. I went right into, you know, I came here before, even before pastor was really hard on the kingdom and I got good foundation and then it got even better and it's going to get even better. So I never had to do that walk. So it, I don't, it, it must be very difficult because I did it without Jesus and that was hard, but I can't imagine being a Christian and not living free, really. It's it's really, it, it's it's a shame to live that way and not, the person to be shameful but what a and that sorrows my heart and maybe that's the father's heart in me and that's my goal in life that's my purpose is to help other people go hand in hand with sobriety and sobriety is not just drinking sobriety is free from all the the, the wilds of the devil it's being an unforgiveness let me tell you i was more intoxicated drinking calmed me down drugs i was if i was walking naturally in anger I was more dangerous. I was more dangerous. All right? So a tranquilizer was what I needed because I didn't have Jesus. I needed a tranquilizer. That's my mother's word, right? Tranqu- like, Give me a tranquilizer. Give me a tranquilizer. You got a tranquilizer? Better, Lou. My mother with her sister, they trade off tranquilizers. <laughs> right? I thank God. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so um, so the battle is really in our minds, right? And it's, be, it's do, to do good versus feel good. And that was my life. It was, you know, and I battled with that to do good and feel good because I thought if I just did good but I didn't realize living righteously was doing good, I thought it was a work that I needed to do. It was a behavior I had to do, is be a little good girl, you know, and that's not what it is. So I'm going to tell you another thing, and this is uh, another uh, revelation for me about what Paul was saying in that scripture. The other A while ago... I was sitting around and i'm like i was having like really bad thoughts like bad thoughts you know like not normal and i'm like god i love you so much why would i think that what what why am i thinking that way and he said that's not your thought i was like praise the lord but i had an example in my in my heart so now i know now i'm listening to what how i'm thinking you know, and I'm saying, mm, that's not my thought. And let me tell you the power that you get when you can start really doing that and walking with that. That's a, a good train. That's a good way to, to what take captive the thought. You see, we say these things, and I was saying them even, um, I was saying them my whole life like, first things first. I didn't know it was seek the kingdom first and, the, and his righteousness. I, it's in the program, first things first. And I would say it, first things first. People would be like, what does that mean? I'm like, don't drink it, come to meetings. You know, I didn't know. So today it's so much deeper. It's so much more alive because it's real. So um, Paul did not walk after the flesh. He didn't chase and follow the flesh. He was expressing the painful conflict, and, under, and he understood he could not deliver himself. And I needed to get to that turning point where I complete abandon. I can't do it that way anymore. I have, to, I have to make a decision in my life. And that's what that's about. You know, that no human power can relieve me. No pill can relieve me. No dollar can relieve me. It's only me and God. And in sobriety, I had to come to that conclusion because I felt the pit of hell pulling me down emotionally. It was an emotional, another emotional breakdown. Like, really being sucked in the pit. And I know it because I was, my whole life I've been sucked in the pit since a kid. You know, sucked in the pit. And everybody's like, oh, well, Luann needs this, and Luann needs that, and Luann needs that. And that, you know, whatever. But nothing ever helped until um, the Holy Spirit started ministering to me. Really, the Holy Spirit. You know, I accepted Jesus, and I received the Holy Spirit. In my life, receiving the Holy Spirit was the big thing. But it took me to be willing to to submit to the Word of God. And there were a lot of things in the Word of God that I was like, no, it doesn't really mean. I really, it was hard because I was not living that life. Today it's easy. It comes natural. I mean, because like anything else, it's like riding a bike. It was hard the first time I did that. But now you just get on, but you don't even think about it. That's the way my relationship is with the Holy Spirit. That's the way the Word is in me today. And that's for everybody. I'm not anybody unique. We all, we all have the same measure, and that's the beautiful thing. That's why it's so teachable, because everybody can have some, you know, and that's why it's so good when we fellowship together. The Holy Spirit is ministering, has nothing to do with each one, but he needs us here because there's someone that he wants to talk to. So we have to go through the rain and the snow and the sleet and the mountains because we can move those things. He can for us so that we can get there. Right, so um, Paul did not walk after the flesh, he knew that he needed someone to, he, that no human could deliver him, he needed a deliverer. So, we all need a savior to deliver us from a state of these, keep going out a hopeless state of our um, we all need the, from our hopeless spirit, soul, and body. And I thank God for Christ, I thank God for Jesus Christ as my deliverer, as our deliverer, right, and our atonement our payment for sin, for our spirit, so that our spirit man can wake up, and then for righteousness, so that the the Holy Spirit can come in and minister to our soul, because that's what he's for. We need to have a relationship. He's a person, and we need to know him. He's the one that's going to teach and lead and guide us. And you know that Jesus, well, I'll get there, but Jesus says, follow me. We can't follow Jesus without the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit's desire is to follow Jesus. If If I'm going this way, And I'm living a life like this and the Holy Spirit the word says you're supposed to be doing it this way I'm not following Jesus cuz that's all he looks at all he wants is Jesus praise the Lord so amen right so and righteousness and then in himself in his body so there's my spirit soul and body again you see how it works it's so beautiful it's just so beautiful so is your life in crisis what's a crisis a crisis isn't always a bad thing it sounds like a bad thing but we need a crisis in order to make a decision. Now, a crisis could be a good crisis, but it needs a decision. Okay? So a crisis is a time of intense difficulty, tr- trouble, or danger. The turning point of a disease, disease. I don't like saying disease because I think we made it bigger than... It's disease in the body. Okay? Because we can just cast a lot of things off that they're treating and they're doing things that they probably shouldn't be doing, just cast it all. It's dis-ease in your body. Your but you're you're manifesting. Okay? So um the turning point of a dis-ease when an important change takes place, indicating either recovery, healing, prosperity, victory, or death. And God says, what does he say? Choose life, right? So Make a decision. I had to stand at the turning point and make a decision. My whole life, our whole lives are based on decisions, right? It's the conclusion. First of all, I can't make a good decision, and I never did. I never made a good decision until I started reading the word. It doesn't matter if I have Jesus in my heart. If I'm not reading the word, I'm still going to do it my way, the world's way, the influence way, the family way, traditions. And that wasn't good because I was going on other people's laurels, and I was getting lost. Lost and anger, and then mad at the person or the the situation or the, the, the circumstance. And it's wrong. I had to get accountable, responsible for my walk with Jesus. And the Holy Spirit helps me do that. Right? And God then can justify my actions. And that's the beautiful thing. So I made, I mean, we make a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God. Now, that's something I said for many, 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 many years, but I never understood what God's will was. Why would I give a stranger the keys to my house? I had to start learning who God was. And the only way, the only way, is through the Holy Spirit. He's my teacher. He's going to minister the the word and reading the word and fellowship and listening, hearing, building my faith, and that's how I can make a good, healthy decision. Okay, I was just doing things the way everybody. I was following the herd, wherever they were going. I was I was like the I wasn't using my free will in the right way. I was abusing and misusing it. I was lazy. So James four seven says, "Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee." So submit myself to God, Jesus, right? Resist the devil through the Holy Spirit, and he will flee. God will protect me. Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? There we go, Trinity. So, <laughs> so we we walk in the Spirit. And Paul then talks about walking in the spirit. And that's in Galatians 5, 16, 26. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So there's your solution. So we need the Holy Spirit. That's the only way that I can overcome, walk in victory, not be full of anger and fear. It's the only way. There is no other way. I've tried it. I have. I really have. And I'm sure there's a lot of women in here that can talk about the same stuff they've tried right none of it works so for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and there it there and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish but if you are led by the spirit you are not under law I'm not worried about getting a ticket if I'm following the commandment of the land of the law right so that's what we walk, we can look people in the face. We can walk with ease and comfort and peace of mind. And that's really what we're all looking for. Love, peace, security. That's the, the core of what a man yearns for. And that's everything he is. But we're looking everywhere else. Amen. So, um, so now the works of the flesh are evident which are, and if you're not sure, if you're walking in the flesh, I say maybe you should listen to the CD <laughs> and just let it wash you. And God, you know, and if you don't know, now you'll know, right? Because now you know because now God God's talking to each and every one of us. So he wants to remind us, you know, that these are the things that we need to take captive, cast off, rebuke, All those things, all those skills and tools that he gives us to walk a peaceful life. So, um, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are uh, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, uh, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like. So there's many more, and I know, and I've been in the like. I've been in those things. Anything, you know, that I'm liking outside of God. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, and this is what he wants to do, it's working on our character, who we are in him, his image and likeness. He wants to show us who he is, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us with, to follow Jesus and look like Jesus so he recognizes us. We recognize cuz we are heirs with him. We're brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. So the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there such against such there is no law. And that means that I will not get affected if you're pissed off. Right? And I could walk in and you want to be angry at me and then I want to own that and fight with you anger or just taking offense, then I just made an angry baby somewhere. It's going somewhere, okay? Because we're sowers. We're supposed to multiply. What comes out of our mouth multiplies. What we're thinking multiplies can manifest, right? Visions, dreams, words, actions. So if someone is having a bad day and they come at me, I'm supposed to be kind, pray for that person. And if I have a difficulty, remove myself. I, you know, just remove yourself. So, um, and those who are who there is no such lot. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. We can have the Holy Spirit and not walk with the Holy Spirit. And that's 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 a tragedy for our lives. It's like, it's like we got into a bad accident and we're dead walking around. Really. We need to have the Holy Spirit walking with the Holy Spirit. So let us, um, let us not become conceited, prideful, provoking one another, envy, and, and envy one another. So love, peace, and joy is who I am in Jesus. It's in the indwelling spirit in me, Holy Spirit of Jesus in me, right? Patience, kindness, and goodness is who I am with the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit empowering me. It takes power to walk that way when when rocks are coming at you, boulders sometimes, right? When you feel like you're drowning. And then faithful, gentleness, and self-control is who I am for God, under God, unto him for his use, for his pleasure, Father God, right? So God speaks through the prophetic. He, that's when we're, we're in walking in our fullness, when, when it is done, then when we can walk around and all we're speaking is the word. That's a powerful place to be, right? Because because God's flowing and, and, and working and we, and we are bold because we believe. See, I, I'm as strong as what I believe. I'm as faithful as what I believe. If I believe then I can I can receive and I can go out and give it to another person if I'm wavering people are gonna know it and I'm gonna know it and I'm gonna be too afraid to do things right so the battle is in the mind peace of and of sound and sound mind or chaos and self-will run riot we choose it's our choice Ephesians six twelve seventeen 17 says for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, these are all spiritual things, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this, of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We, do, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We surrender to the Holy Spirit. A, a life changed, right, is evidence of a life surrendered. So that's when you know people are walking in the Holy Spirit, when you see radical change happening to people. When marriages are restored, when kids are coming back home because they, they don't, they, they're, they're afraid to be home or they don't like, you know, whatever. Your, your relationships are being restored. Job promotions are happening. Praise the Lord, right? Before you even get there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So um, you can have all the gifts, talents, and anointings from God, but without the fruit of the spirit, love right? Because that's what the fruit of spirit explains. It's the character of God. It is nothing. God's seed, his character is love, is the only produce, is only produced by humbling ourselves in a relationship with him. If I don't submit and surrender to God, I cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit and operate in in his fullness. Now, it doesn't mean I don't have the Holy Spirit. It just means I'm not in agreement and Cooperating with the Holy Spirit. And it's his will I want done, not mine. I love you guys. You ready, Latasha?
0: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I'm I'm five seven in a quarter. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can we give the Holy Ghost a hand clap? Thank you for Lulu. Y'all going to give me a, a little time, right? Y'all, hey, Case, come on up here, girl. Like, come on, sit up front. Listen. No, you know it's a late, but y'all, y'all had to give me some time. Not a lot. Can y'all say hallelujah? hallelujah. Say holy ghost. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost I'm gonna wake y'all up let's do this okay I'm gonna I'm a tag team on Luann about the Holy Spirit um before i I do that if you saw the video that um the Lord had me make I talked really quickly about how the Lord dropped in my spirit about cease and desist and how he put an order out on the enemy because he has been illegally harassing the people of God. When we are under a covenant with the father, because of that covenant, there are things that we have that the enemy shouldn't even touch that's our body that's our families that's our money you know things like that so the Lord show me he has placed a cease and desist order on the enemy so if any of you have anything happening to you illegally it is up to you to go to the judge and say listen I have this per- this this enemy attacking my body I have him attacking my family I have him putting uh, sickness on me I have It's up to you to go because there's an order placed because we're all under the covenant of God correct So if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are under the covenant. So if there's lack, there's some high treason going on. If there's a generational curse, there's a high treason going on. If there's some offenses and unforgiveness, there's high treason going on. Okay. So you got to go up to the father and say, nope, he's bringing me unwanted stuff. Tell the father he's bringing me unwanted stuff, unwelcome, uninvited. I don't want the enemy anywhere near myself or my family or my finances or my ministry. Amen. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So you got to go. So like it says, James 4, 17, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Psalm eighty one fourteen says, I will quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Oh. Come on, this is the word of God. You got to grab hold of that cease and desist order for yourself that's been given to us. Because anything that the enemy is trying, the word of God prevails over it. The blood of Jesus prevails over it because it is done. Intercession prevails over it because it is done. Y'all better wake up now. Stop this. Y'all know know how I am. Don't make me call people out because you know I will. In the name of Jesus, I will call you out. Listen, I just want to tell you how the Lord says, don't stop short of your breakthrough. Many times people of God give up because they're waiting. They're Like, when is it going to happen? I don't see it happening yet. I've been waiting five years and I'm here to tell you tonight, do not stop short of your breakthrough. Don't stop praying to get your breakthrough. You are on the brink of it. It's right there. You're right there. Don't give up. You are right on top of what you have been praying for. Believe me when I say this. You're right there possessing exactly what you've been praying for, so don't give up, okay? That's it with cease and desist. Now can we move on to the Holy Ghost? Listen, when we start talking about the Holy Ghost and we've invited him in, we know he's going to do something. I don't care if it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 of us here, had a count us all, he's going to move through all 19 of us because that's what he says. Have your way, Holy Ghost. If you have your Bibles, you have your iPhones, you have a Bible app, whatever it is, let's turn to Acts 1-8. Acts 1-8. And it reads, but ye shall receive power, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Someone say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Listen, the Holy Spirit is not some mystical power or a mist, okay? He's not some smoky mist. He's a person, just as Jesus is a person. Majority of believers, if you can believe this or not, do not even really believe on the Holy Ghost. 96% of people say they believe of the Trinity, 96. However, 51% believe that the Holy Spirit is not a personal being, but rather just a force. That's unfortunate for the church. But the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God that comes into our lives. Jesus was conceived by the Spirit, taught by the Spirit, and empowered by the Spirit. The Word of God came through by the Spirit. So it hurts my heart when I hear so many people like, they don't even operate in the spirit. They're like, no, that that's not for me. I, what? No, that's that's who we are. That's, that's Jesus. So you can't say you want Jesus without the Holy Spirit. However, many people are operating with saying, I'm born again, going to heaven, like Lou was saying, but you're not even operating in the Holy Spirit. You're not even letting, it lead, letting him lead or guide you or speak to you or give you wisdom or knowledge about things. You're just saying, I'm all about Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. But you can't have him without the Holy Spirit. He's our advocate, our strengthener, our comforter, our intercessor. He wants to lead us and guide us into all truth. Not just a little bit, not just what you want to hear, but into all truth. It's time for you to take the restraints off the Holy Ghost. <laughs> He's saying you guys, you the ones who put the restraint on him. Time to take them off. Take the restraints off right now in Jesus' name and truly allow him to lead you and guide you as far as who you're supposed to be around what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to talk to someone. How do you speak to your spouse? How do you speak to your children? How do you deal with leaders? How do you deal with just people in the church? How do you deal with people at work? The, right? The Holy Spirit is the one who's blessing you, who's allowing you to bless those who curse you. You couldn't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. The Holy Spirit is what allows you to do that. The Holy Spirit is the one who says love people when you know they've been talking about you. The Holy Spirit is the one that says go love on them when you know you just heard them talk about you and they're being mean and saying all this nasty stuff and you still go love on them. That's the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say Holy Ghost? Ghost. When you can go love and pray for your enemies, that's the Holy Ghost. Y'all ain't hearing me, are you? The Holy Ghost is who allows you to stop things cold turkey. You can stop smoking, stop coffee, okay? Stop gossiping, stop being mean, stop being spiteful, stop sinning. It all only happens with the help of the Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Ghost. He's more than tongues. He's more than talent. He enables you to do the impossible things that you think, and I can't do this by myself, and you can't. That is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You need him. We need him. When the Holy Spirit comes in you and upon you, there is a molecular restructuring, women of God. There is a change that happens when the Holy Spirit comes in and upon you. And one thing I want to tell you, you can't just take the Spirit. You also got to take the personality of who he is. When people look at you, they should know something's different about you. They should know it. You shouldn't look like you, you, you're boggled still with the testimony. You shouldn't look like what you've been through. You should look different that people go, hey, I want that. You cannot operate fully in the Holy Spirit if you are still holding hands with the opponents of the Holy Ghost. Man, when I heard that, I was like, Jesus. You can't fully operate in the Holy Spirit if you are holding hands with his opponents. And that's lying, manipulation, new age practices, unforgiveness, bitterness, idolatry. Somebody say Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit is here. Holy Spirit is TCVC. Holy Spirit is Empower Ministry. He is our day-to-day lives. And, and i rather, I'm going to tell you right now, I'd rather offend any one of you than I would rather offend the Holy Spirit listen, I will take the Holy Spirit before all the money in the world. I will take the Holy Spirit before we have the best worship leader and and team, music team in the world. I will take the Holy Spirit before I have a great preacher. I want the Holy Spirit because that is what's going to help me get through and be about my daddy's business and be about the kingdom business because I want the Holy Spirit. So if you get mad at me, I don't really care. What I don't is want the Holy Spirit not to be mad at me. And that's how we need to be to the point where we're hearing what he's saying. We're not just going, is that what he's saying? But then you're obedient to what he's saying, and then what are you going to do? Do what he's saying, because when you don't do what he's saying, then there's some offense there. Listen, you better go ahead and speak the truth with whoever the Holy Ghost is telling you to speak it to and then let the Holy Spirit deal with them. But you be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you to do. You can't be so overly sensitive that you sit there like, I don't want to offend them. Because when you start doing that, then you're the one that's alternating and triggering and, sh- and shaping the truth, which is false because you're not giving it to them fully. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Go to uh, First Thessalonians. Yeah. Okay. Holy ghost. Thank you. Holy ghost. Thank you. Jesus. He did not leave us comfortless. He was like, here's the Holy spirit. And when the church fully can allow him and embrace him to let him do what he does, we will have such a voice. We will have such power that the ecclesia will just raise up that people don't have a choice, but to hear what we are saying on what we have to offer. But many of us aren't even operating in the fullness of it because we're distracted. We got our own thing going on. I got to work. I got my kids. I got to do this. I got to do that. And the Holy Spirit is saying, what about me? 1 Thessalonians 5. I didn't even get there yet. Put on your glasses. All right. 1 Thessalonians 5. We're going to start at verse 16. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. I'm going to say this part again in verse 19. Quench not the spirit. Y'all say it with me. Quench not the spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit is the triumph force of the church, and to grieve him is a serious offense. Paul said, don't quench the spirit. Don't stifle, complain, criticize, or disagree. <laughs> All of the above. Listen, I remember when I used to see things in church, and I used to go, is that the Holy Ghost? That doesn't even... I better shut up because I don't know that that very well can be the Holy Spirit. If you see something that's not familiar to you, that is okay. Keep your mouth shut. You just pray and ask the father. Can you please show me that? Explain that to me, drop it in my spirit, but do not open your mouth against something you have no idea about how he moves differently in some people cause I'm different from PT. He's different from me. I'm different from Lou. I'm different from Wendy, but we're all different. We all operate differently, right? Maria and the Holy spirit. And it's it's the same spirit. It just be a little different. And I won't speak against any of you. And there's people who say, I just want the word of God. I just want the word of God. I don't, I don't too much care about the spirit. I'm gonna tell you, those are the ones that are religious. They're the ones who want to criticize the move of the spirit, you know, and not that we, we minim, minimize the word of God. We just need to know how to flow and navigate with the Holy Spirit as well. It doesn't say don't quench the word. It says don't quench the spirit because when you look at it, Adam didn't have a Bible. Noah didn't have a Bible. Abraham didn't have a Bible. Enoch didn't have a Bible. So let me clarify real quick for someone trying to say something. Listen, the Bible is our sole authority. Okay, for all of our faith, our belief, our practice. But the word without the spirit of God is a Pharisee, it's religion. And I say this, and if you are one that's operating so much in the spirit and you got too much spirit, then guess what? You are operating in witchcraft and you're a warlock. You gotta have both, okay? The Spirit of God is who allows you to minister to others in power. So be careful, as I said, not to grieve him and get so caught up in telling people you shouldn't do that because in in verse this and chapter this, it says this. No, they don't want to hear all that. They want you to operate in the Spirit of God so you can minister to them. When I counsel people right now and I can't give Bible and verse to them, but what I do is give the word they don't even know it because they want me to minister to them. I can minister to them even better with the Holy Spirit at times than saying, here, it says this in the Bible, when they don't even read it, they don't even believe it because how are people going to come to know Jesus by the love of the Father through the Holy Spirit that I have to operate in that love? Because I'm telling you, people are having tough times right now tough times and they want you to minister to them right here and right now to break the chains off, to give them hope, to deliver them, to rebuke the enemy, to cast the devil out. You need the Holy Spirit to do all of that. Thank you, Jesus. They want to sense the presence of God through you. That's what changed people. That's what break the chains off of them is the presence of God in you. Thank you, Jesus. All the the religious spirit does is restrict the flow of the Holy Ghost. It restricts the flow of the anointing. It restricts the call of God on your life. Don't be a Pharisee, okay? Now, let me tell you, how many of you been somewhere and it was so anointed, you felt the Holy Ghost. You're like, whoa, yeah, this is amazing. Thank you, Jesus. And someone got up and said something, did something, and it felt like a balloon just went And you're like, what just happened? And you feel the Holy Ghost just leave the building, okay? It's like, what just happened? Because what it was, is someone got up, did some religious stuff, the, the, the Holy Spirit got grieved and was like, nope, I, I, can't, I can't operate in this. Doesn't stay. We've all witnessed it. We've all felt it. And I'm like, but that's what happens when the spirits grieve. That's what happens when res- religious spirits try to take over. It binds you, it afflicts you, it tries to stop you and advance in the kingdom of God. It brings shame, guilt, and condemnation. And too many believers are bound up by it and afflicted by it. So right now, through the internet, they hear me, and right here, I break off all religious spirits right now in the name of Jesus. From anyone who hears me and in this room, I break it in Jesus' name so you can flow freely in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. All right, we're going to go to Acts 2. Hallelujah. And I'm almost done, I think. Acts 2, and I'm going to go from 1 through 5. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. John three six, it says, That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Let's go to Romans eight twenty six. I just want to give you a background on speaking in tongues that you get when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. We're gonna go to Romans eight twenty six. Thank you, Jesus. 18. Romans 8.26 says, So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads and in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance i'm also going to read one last one in jude jude 1 and you probably all know where i'm going Jude 1 verse 20 says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. The Amplified says, But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Say, Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, for the evidence of speaking in tongues. Thank you, Lord. A baptism of the Holy Spirit is an inundating, overwhelming, and immersion of the Spirit. God's Spirit baptizes us into one body. With tongues, you are able to build yourself up. And when you have built yourself up, you are able to engage with the enemy and not evade him. I'm going to say that again. When you are praying and building yourself up with the Holy Spirit, you are able to engage the enemy and not evade him. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the door to power, his power. That's why I don't understand why people don't want it. It's it's a door to his power for us to operate every day. I remember the first time I received the baptism, I was uh, 15 years old. And I was living with my grandmother at the time, and we had a little small little church. And I said, I was hearing someone praying the Holy Ghost in church, and I went to my grandmother like, I want to do that. So we went in the parking lot, <laughs> her and, our, and my youth leader at the time, and they just prayed for me with the hands on my stomach, and boom, there it was. It just happened. Well, you know, I started living my life and doing my own thing and stuff, so I didn't pray anymore. However, when I got born again, and I was in church again, and this was years later because I was 15, 28, probably 15, almost 15 years after that. And I got born again after being in Islam and idolatry, and I did my little New Age stuff, trying to do little witch spells and all this little foolishness. I got delivered. Yes, I did. Hallelujah for that. And when I was in church, I, I was once again going, sitting. I remember I was sitting right there, and I just went, all right, Jesus, I, I, want the, I want the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want to have tongues again. I want tongues. No one prayed for me. No one came over. I didn't go to a leader. All of a sudden. But I got that, that, that so And I'm like, the, oh, I think I got it again. <laughs> No one prayed for me. I didn't. But that's how good the Lord is. He gives you what you ask, what you want from Him. It's not hard. People make it so hard. Yes, there is a gift of tongues. So people say that. It's a gift. No, this comes with you receiving Jesus. But the gift of tongues is when you really speak in tongues. It's a different language, and someone can interpret it. That's the difference. But here we go, the religious people. Yeah, you know, it's a gift. Everybody don't have tongues. Yes, you do. Don't listen to that lie. Don't listen to that lie. That's a lie. From the pit of hell, tongues is not crazy. It's not scary. It's not well. Whenever you pray in tongues in public or in church, you gotta have someone do an interpretation. No, you don't. They just be coming up with all kinds of stuff. They take the word and they just um, interpret it incorrectly. You gotta know line upon line, precept upon precept. Stop coming up with stuff and then going. This is how it is. It's a lie. When you pray in in tongues, you are praying God's perfect will over your life. Okay, pray right now. See how we can do it? If you don't pray in tongues, say Jesus, and we're going to take care of that before you leave. Stop. When you pray in tongues, you're praying mysteries of God. The strategies of heaven is being released. The mind of God, the counsel of God. God is intervening on your situation. Praying the Holy Ghost. Stop. See your tongues as bullets hitting everything that has set itself up against the enemy, against your life right now in Jesus' name. See your tongues as bullets going against your, when the enemy is coming against your family, you're speaking bullets because you're protecting your family. Speak these your tongues because you're declaring health over yourself. Speak tongues because you're declaring your business to be blessed. Speak your tongues because you're covering it for your whole family. People are not even saved yet. Pray in the Holy Ghost. tiara shake. We're going to pray for baby Cash right now, P.T.'s grandson. See them bullets hitting the bullseye. Those family members who are not born again yet. Restoration right now in Jesus' name. Increase in your life. Increase in your life. You say more of the Lord, more of you. Lord, pray for that. Break out a sun day, shake. Don't let the enemy stop your tongues. Break out a boat Get your river flowing. She kiriada boso, Toriada basan day, they shake. Bora da da Sunday, they shake out a basan day, shake. She Come on, warriors. Shi araboso a boso, Coriada de day, shake. Hey, 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 shata. Come on, let's take some heads off in the realm of the spirit. Hey, see yourself tearing them up. Tearing them up. Okay, stop. See how we can do it? Hallelujah. We're going to pray, too, for an awakening in you. An awakening in you. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to pray that you receive even more. Even more, we're going to pray the fire of God hits everything that's spiritually dead. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Everything. We're going to pray we go deeper in Him. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray that some cycles be broken right now in Jesus' name. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to pray right now that these generational curses be broken as i've said many times over women you're not your mother you're not going to deal with yourself your mother did or your grandmother did or your aunties did or your other family members did you're not taking that with you we break that curse right now in jesus name hey shade we break off rejection right now in the name of jesus we break off anxiety and depression right now in the name of jesus religion go right now addiction go shame go guilt go right now in the mighty name of Jesus, for we walk in line in agreement with the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. Pray in the Holy Ghost. We will fulfill our kingdom mandate and assignments in Jesus' name. We will no longer be stopped by the same old stuff that we allowed to stop us before play that song, um, set a fire for me. I speak forth, you go forth, in victory in Jesus' name. Victory in the house. Victory in you be raised up right now. That you be awakened to the things of the spirit right now in Jesus' name. You will no longer be hindered by the enemy and his same old wiles and plans any longer in Jesus' name.